Oh, hey, y'all. You've heard me brag for a while now about how I, a person who used to be scared to use my own oven, learned how to cook like a real live adult during lockdown, and now I am as good as that guy on the bear. Now, this is all true. Uh, here's the thing, though. Even though I am now an amazing chef, it takes me a very long time to cook. It is not something that comes naturally to me. And lately, my life has gotten way, way, way more busy, and I do not have the time to devote to cooking like I used to. That is why I am so deeply excited about the pod's new sponsor. They came along exactly when I needed them. I am talking about Factor. Let me tell you a little bit about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You will have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And... There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. Y'all, do you understand how amazing it is to have a microwave meal that that tastes like I spent hours cooking it, but it comes pre-prepared? One of my favorites that Factor sent me was roasted garlic butter salmon with celery root cauliflower mash and Parmesan broccoli, and it just came like that. I didn't have to cook it. Y'all, what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Here are some facts. Factor, they make two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They also do snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save, y'all. Factor has done the math. They are less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian-approved to be nutritious and delicious, Factor is the perfect solution if you are looking for fast, upscale options done easily. They're also flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We are talking no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there is no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. What more do you need to hear, y'all? Head to factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50 and use code comingoutpod50 to get 50% off. That's code comingoutpod50 at factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50. Get 50% off! Bye! Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hey y'all. Hello. Hey. <laughs> uh, welcome to Coming Out with Lord and Nicole. We are a weekly podcast where we have queer folks on from all walks of life. They tell us the tales of how they came out to friends, family, and the world at large. Because who doesn't love a coming out story? <laughs> Today, <sighs> I'm I'm really excited. We have on Lily Brown, who <laughs> I literally, Lily, I was like, we have we met so long ago. We met like close to when I first came out here, and it must I, have been around 2015. It would that wait, wait, I was earlier than that, wasn't it? Or no, wait, that was that when you came out here, or well, I moved here in 2014, yeah, and so I think it was like you know, right around my year mark was where I was really starting to find all the queer parties and stuff. And I yep. remember meeting you at the May Mingle and 
as soon as I saw you, I was like, oh my God, south of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but it was anyone but me. Anyone, oh, fuck, anyone I forgot. But me. I, I, was, I hope you did say south of nowhere I always because that those two would up. be Y'all, hilarious. The number of times people have been like, south of nowhere. And I'm like, close, 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 close. We got, I, knew, I know you know what it is. Because I, they're the easy. Like, the names are so, like, the semantics, mm-hmm. uh, the syntax, rather, is just like. Well, they're contemporaries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They yeah. were on around the same time, I felt like, exactly. or at least I was watching them at the same time. Yes. And so, yes. but anyway, so yes, one thing, anyone yes. but me was so Fair wonderful, mishmash. and I recognized you right away. Thanks. That's so cool. Oh well, it was God, so cool because, lab. like, and I I felt like then, um, I felt like I just, anytime I went out, I was like, Lily, there's Lily. Hey, what's <laughs> up? Like, and so what's so cool, actually, about the fact that that's, that, like, queer nightlife is how i know you is that you know a, a few weeks ago for y'all uh, regular listeners out there we had a whole conversation about how um really kind of like icky and gatekeepy the uh la queer scene can be at times or in certain spaces um but what's what's so crazy is literally the day that we recorded that I ran into Lily in like the real world, out, <laughs> out mm. in the wild. I ran into mm. you and your fiance. Uh, uh, yes, my now fiance. As new of fiance. So recently. Yeah, as of like literally days ago. Mm. Um, two days ago. Two days ago. But we ran into each other at a restaurant, and I was like, and it occurred to me afterwards how funny that was because. We were just like, you know, bemoaning so, so much of you the could say LA. Bitching. We were bitching about. <laughs> we, were, we were bitching about the LA queer scene, except that Lily started, founded something called Queer Field Day that like has such a different vibe from so many of the events that kind of we were talking about from like that typical nightclub like like you gotta be an influencer queer to fit in drinky drinky (laughs) youngy youngy yeah money money (laughs) (laughs) it's a very very different kind of event and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden lauren lauren was like oh my god we should have lily on to kind of give the counterpoint to all the <laughs> um and and honestly and just just talk to you about sort of like your thoughts on all of that and the and the genesis of queer field day and the need for something like that etc cetera, etc cetera. um yeah. beyond just wanting to know your story because i know nothing about it so right. yeah. true, true. and wait i want to yeah. slip in real quick because mm-hmm. so i met you in real life i knew you from my little phone screen um from all <laughs> from the queer field day just all of the promo and videos y'all did and then i mm-hmm. met you so like the one of the very first things i did after i got vaccinated was the queer field day at mm-hmm. venice beach at the beach which was yep. like yes which was like so many it was like hundreds upon did you ever even figure out how many were there it was so not really for the first one there were probably like successful 300 people and the second one i mean it had to have been a thousand i mean people because that's the one i was at people caravaned up from san diego like there was we were Huge. all over the beach. And it was so funny that that was like the, it was yeah. like after all those months of being alone in my apartment, one of the very first things I did was go to Venice <laughs> Beach and I was surrounded by a sea of queer people. But it was so mm-hmm. funny and it was so great. And that was where I first met you and you said that you were a pod listener and I got so excited because I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember seeing you there because you had on, you I had did. on a, a shirt that said, didn't you have the shirt on that said disaster lesbian? I did. Yes, I like and to. I have that shirt, and so I told you I was like, I have that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, plug for beyondclexa.com, who makes the disaster lesbian and now a disaster queer uh, shirt and tank. But yeah, and I also had a little coming out with Lauren and Nicole pin because you know, oh, like amazing. someone who works at TGI Fridays, I always have my flair <laughs> for our podcast. So yeah, that was how we learned that. But I was so excited that the event organizer for like this huge event knew our podcast. Uh, but yeah, so I'm just so excited like Nicole said to hear about you because I know nothing about your backstory but then to talk about Queer Field Day how y'all created it because it really is 
the antithesis of all the things that we were sort of like grumbling about mm-hmm. a couple weeks right. ago. And I do I mean, think that it's was nice to do what we it. were going for. Yep. Yeah, yeah, very that's successfully what I... done. Yeah. yeah. Not that I don't love the bar nights out. I love them. No, and, and there were, yes. <laughs> and we made sure to say like, listen, we're obviously talking about specific experiences we have that yeah. have lodged in our trauma center because right. we felt shitty about that. It's not like I've never gone out at night and had a really fun time like no, doing that. Parts. But there was right. a general yeah. vibe and you y'all are just so the full end of the spectrum away from that so i'm excited to talk about that yeah, yeah. And, boop, boop. and well but before that in in uh in lily's other life not, not exclusively as a uh, a queer event coordinator um lily is a an editor for reality TV. Um, oh my goodness! Uh, and um, and an Indiana raised lesbian. That's right. <laughs> Which parlay is that right I knew when I was in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so I, I guess mean. we'll get to that part. Exactly. Um, but so that that sort of answers the question of we always ask how you identify. So you identify as a lesbian. I do, yes. Yeah, and she, her mm. pronouns? Yes, she, her pronouns. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay, cool. Yes. So, yeah, so uh, where where does your story start in Indiana? <laughs> I mean, gosh. <laughs> I, I don't know how much about my story you guys know, but there's a lot to it. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> I know. I'm, I know nothing. I'm not the only queer person in my family. So oh, we'll nice. get to that. Oh, nice. Okay. I, love this. I love these. I love these ones. Mm-hmm. I love them. So, um, well... I, you know, grew up in Indiana, and I was always very tomboyish, and, you know, I liked to shop in the boys' section, even though I was really embarrassed because I knew I wasn't supposed to be there, and, um, you know, I played soccer with the boys at recess, and, uh, you know, they would make fun of me and stuff, but then I would just, you know, beat them (laughs) at soccer and stuff like that, so I was always sort of like that girl, you know, um... Mm -hmm when it comes to elementary school Um, and high school, I feel like the first memory that I have of thinking maybe I was gay was um, like in middle school where I like couldn't stop staring at one of my like basketball teammates um, who I really liked. (laughs) And, but someone was taking a picture of all of us, the team. And I, remember that I was staring at her and uh I was like oh my god like if the picture gets snapped right now like someone's gonna know and so I like looked away like really quick and so that's the first memory I have of course like memories like that all sort of left my mind for so long because you know you put them out of your mind and you somehow forget that you know I don't think I remembered that till probably like 10 years later um so my coming out journey sort of started in college. Um, oh, okay. Was high school just I, n- no, no, like, dating? No, like, because I imagine, like, friends Oh, <laughs> I did date. I, oh, I you dated did? one boy. Aww. I dated one boy. He was he was very gay, and he's now Aww. out. So good for him. <laughs> and neither um, of you knew slash were acknowledging. You you y'all didn't no. like set it up like we're gonna cover for each other. It was Certainly like you were not. sincerely you were in it to win it, but you were both gay. Right now, I mean, beautiful. we were we were like, this is real. That's <laughs> no, beautiful. Like Something I feel like we held hands a few times. <laughs> we it held happened. hands a few times, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We just we just broke up after a couple months. We went to prom together. Like nothing oh, really happened with us. But you had gay proms. Ultimately, I just just like I guess I just am not that interested in people yet in mm, dating someone. Sure. I don't know. I just thought like I don't know. I just thought like I guess this will all come you know happen for me when I'm a little older or something. Yeah. Sure. Because, yeah. yeah, I definitely, like, remember making out with, like, the neighbor boy when I was, like, 16. <laughs> the Brazilian boy who came who I came mean, to good, visit his cousin. A good choice. I mean, a good he was choice. Yeah, serious. <laughs> he for sure was. Yeah, you had to make out with a boy. No, no, you don't say no to a Brazilian, regardless of <laughs> yeah. your sexuality. Rodrigo was his name. <laughs> but anyway, um, I just remember, like, making out with him and being like, 
when is this gonna get good like oh why my do God, people I, like this the exact same i had the exact i've said this before but i had the exact same thing where like i thought kissing was just like an obligatory thing that you did and it wasn't until i started kissing girls that i was like oh no people like do enjoy this like i enjoy this i've just been doing it for so long like ah like looking at my watch (laughs) that i just did now yeah yeah and so you know i would say there were a couple of queer kids in my high school but i mean it was a big high school there was like two thousand people there and like for me to know maybe maybe two or three is not not yeah. a lot. No, <laughs> that was so, like same same here. Yeah. Right. And so uh so when I got to college, I remember um it was either freshman or sophomore year. Uh we went to the drag show. And uh there was like an annual drag show and it was big. Like it was at the big auditorium and they would fly people in to Holy be guest crap. performers and, and and so I actually saw Shangela before she was <gasps> famous. Oh my god, that's and so she, cool. <laughs> she was amazing and i was like i'm obsessed with this like this is so cool and then at the end of that i i think i had come out to a couple of friends and at the end of that drag show there there were some like queer people in the audience that were like hey like there's going to be an after party oh. um it's it's oil wrestling <gasps> <gasps> it's what I was wrestling like, oil wrestling <laughs> oh jesus oh, and yeah. i was like oh my god like we're going and so my friends and i went to this party and like i just remember you know there were a lot of the the rugby girls were like Mm -hmm. kicking ass at the oil wrestling and uh you know i just remember being there and it was in the attic at syracuse university oh i didn't know you went to syracuse okay i did yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and um i just remembered looking around during that party and seeing all the boys kissing boys and all the girls kissing girls and i was like i this is like the happiest moment of my life. Oh, I'm like, so I, th- everything feels right here. And I was like, this is, it, that felt like the start of my future. And it really was because I, oh. I made some friends there and I started going to the queer events and we would go to the gay bar treks every Thursday and everything. Nice. Yeah. Um, so right, the like bus this... there in the snow. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. In Syracuse. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. this, this, that's so awesome. It makes complete sense why then you have such an affinity for and like affection oh, good for point. like queer events along those lines. Because 100%. if that's yeah, if that's where you were like, this is me, these are my yeah. people, and this is the happiest I've ever been. Like, oh yeah, I love that. I love it. It does beg yeah. the question, when will Queer Field Day do an oil wrestling event? <laughs> so it all comes full circle. I oh, know, oh, actually. Well, I don't know if you've ever heard of Lazathlon, but um, I used to go every year. It's a crazy, like, <gasps> it's every other year it was like one day and the other, the second year it would be a cabin like weekend. Mm. And it's like the lesbian Olympics, basically, but it's like a party. And so there's oil wrestling. There's like all these other obstacle courses. And it's like you make a team of like 10 queer people and you all go against each other. And of course, it gets so competitive. But um, yeah, that was actually one of my favorite events. And that was one of the inspirations for Queer Field Day. Of course. That's so cool. I've never heard of that. Probably because anything that involves like athletics, my brain just like tunes out and is like, not for you. (laughs) That's so funny though. Like I'm sitting here going like, oil wrestling sounds fun actually. Yeah, no shit. Because you're like a gymnast. (laughs) You'd probably be good at it. I, I would have been good at it in my 20s. I am not strong True. enough to like True. We don't wanna... truly compete with the youngins our in that. I don't know if I believe you, We don't want 20-year-olds flipping us at this age in our lives. Like, yeah, I just feel like exactly like I'll permanently like hurt my back. Yeah. <laughs> right. So what a way to go. Oh, what a way to go, oil wrestling. Like, I know whenever yeah. somebody asks how I had my injury that I'm now in PT for, that's what I'll yeah. say. Great. Grandma, anyway. why do you wear a neck brace? Because back when I was your age. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. So did you then, how soon afterwards did you start like dipping into the dating pool or mm-hmm. anything like that? You know, I, let's see. Not, not a lot. I mean, mm. I was more so in into the community of like finding mm. queer people and queer friends oh, and yeah. like queer people that I could relate to than I was mm. like 
diving into dating. Yeah. I don't know. It was also college, like, and I was really shy. I was really freaked. Like, I was scared. I was scared to I have sex. Never, you know? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I just, it's so funny because you, you, I feel like you're so outgoing yeah. and just like front facing for, you know, the events that you do. So it's yeah. interesting to hear right. that, that there was a time. Right. I mean, you were shy. I would say I am not super, I'm not super outgoing. Like I can be at times. And like sometimes when people will get to know me and if they only knew me from my TikTok, uh-huh. they'll be like surprised. Like I'm not that, Yeah. I'm not super talkative. I'm not like super out there all the time. And it's like, yeah, I can be more reserved also. It's like, um, so, but yeah, so yeah, that's, um, you know, I don't know. I I have multiple sides to my personality, obviously, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I also feel like that's probably why you continued to enjoy queer nightlife so much because your goal wasn't let me date somebody let me like I'm gonna go out to find someone to either sleep with or date or both you know that it Mm. was like no I'm 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 here to like make friends and have fun I just feel like that the the perspective shift or like the the goal Mm -hmm. of that changes the entire experience like right for the for the better yeah you know yeah Right, for sure. Like, and I, I mean, I think for me, like for a long time, and I will say this, like for a long time, I thought, you know, maybe I'm asexual. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I don't yep. need sex. And it's like, I mean, I didn't really. Like, I, you know, I, for a long time, I was like, maybe I was just scared or you know uncomfortable. And I, and I do think I have a lot of internalized homophobia, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that affects me. And I'm, you know trying to work through that and everything still like of course it still affects me um but like I mean I think for me it was all about like finding the right person and it really did take me 10 years after coming out to truly find the right person who really made me feel like even just comfortable having sex you know, like yeah. at all, you know, and it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like I really did. And I don't want to, I don't want to take away from the asexual community because obviously those people exist and, and I, and I never was fully convinced that I was asexual. Mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, maybe this is a thing for me maybe not, but, um, sure. But yeah. So for me, like, I, I think I identify with aspects of that. Yeah. But, I um, do too, yeah, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but you know, I, I'm not an asexual person. Like I have, I, you know, yeah I, i'm not asexual so yeah. yeah um yeah. yeah so yeah like just becoming more comfortable with like i mean i don't know it, it's hard to explain because when i was young you know like i said about that story like i didn't want anyone to know uh mm. that i might be gay or i was like afraid of being gay um i hated going into you know uh what is that Victoria's Secret because I was oh so uncomfortable God. that I might look at the walls and stuff like and that. And all the sales girls are like so pretty and obviously straight <laughs> and you're just like so freaked out. I mean, I'm speaking clearly from my own experience now, but I feel, oh God, that store is like my nightmare because I'm like, oh, they, know. Yeah. they know, they know. Right. So and awkward. so, you know, and even in college, like I did have a lot of crushes on straight girls yep. and, you know, I had to sort of tell myself like this is inappropriate Mm. you know she doesn't want you you know sort of push those feelings down so I had 20 years 20 plus years of pushing down those feelings so it's like Mm. now that I have to try to bring them back up and say it's okay to have these feelings you know that kind of stuff takes a lot of work and so um you know I'm I'm just I'm grateful that uh my now fiance (laughs) has like pulled a lot out of me um and so yeah she's amazing how did yeah. how did you two meet? Like, what was the what were the circumstances that that did? Pull so you we out? <laughs> we we actually met at Dinosaur yes! in 2017. My God, Amazing. but we did not get along at that point. All enemies <laughs> to lovers. Uh, exactly. So well, we had a mutual friend. So the mutual friend set us up in a um, hotel room. Like you know, we all there was four of us in a hotel room. 
and Liza and I just didn't get along like we had different pictures of like what the room was going to be like to her it was like more of a people come hang out and party in here and to me it was like oh like this is where I was going to come to like have a have a moment yeah, and that's break your to like, something clearly yeah, yeah. And to so, like, like shut down <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> yes. I'm in your camp I'm yep. in your camp uh-huh. yep. Mm-hmm. yep and yep. so anyway like we just <laughs> I just kind of thought she I yeah I don't know I just thought she was a little um what's the word I would use um inconsiderate i guess and so she just thought like she didn't really i don't think much of me and so we would always see each other at the at bars you know all the queer events for years after that because and we were acquaintances you know we would say hi but we just didn't really think we were each other's vibe (laughs) and so it wasn't till after the pandemic we saw each other again um at several events and we just happened to be early to several events. And so we actually got to talk a little more. Mm. And um, it was actually at Gay Astrology, <laughs> where the very first Gay Astrology party back to um, back after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can't say after, but, you know, in 2021. Yes. After <laughs> lockdown. Yes. Yeah, yes. After yes. lockdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that we were both so early because we thought the line was going to be out the door like it used to be. But because there were tickets, everybody actually came late. And so mm. Liza and I were in a group of friends for like five, like a group of five people talking for like an hour mm. at least. And then randomly, you know, later in the night, we were dancing to Give Me More by Britney Spears. <laughs> and all of a sudden we were just dancing together. And then all of a sudden, no one knows who did it, but we were kissing. <laughs> oh, Britney. And Liza was like we need to figure this out. Like, maybe there's something here. Like, we should go on a date. And I'm like, okay, like, fine. (laughs) And so I wasn't really sure about it still. Mm. And so, um, you know, after our date and we we kept dating for a while, I really got to know her and, you know, get to know the real her. And so although we thought we didn't get along at first, um, we have a lot in common. And, uh, I mean, I'm from Indiana. She was born in Russia. She moved to LA when she was almost four. Like (laughs) I'm a Midwest, you know, polite type. (laughs) She is, uh, very different than me, but, um, (laughs) we have the same values at the end of the day. So, um, it's, it's been lovely. And she just proposed two days ago. (laughs) So we're going to, we're going to get married next year. I love this because I love this for so many. I know. I love this for so many reasons because queer nightlife is literally pivotal to all of it. A. B. I love it because, like, y'all, we write people off all the time for this, that, and the other. We (laughs) is Lauren. I'm looking at you. I'm looking looking at you. I was like, you are subtweeting Lauren on this. What's the story? (laughs) No, it's just in general. I make very like snap Mm -hmm. judgments about people just because I know myself really well. And not in like, I'll never talk to you again way, but like, I feel like within 30 seconds, I can be like, this could be a thing or this could not be a thing. You don't, mm, did yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of people do that. Girl. And then, I mean, I did it. I did it. I'm and not really unbending. I, just, I knew my yeah. husband for literally yeah, true, true. fucking 15 years. Yeah. 15 years before wow. anything happened. No we way. met when we were 13. Like, yeah, literally. And we were, it was, True. people are like, oh, I mean, you got, you had to have a crush. He had to have a crush on you. You had to have, a, I was like, never, not Mm-mm. once. Like, like yeah. we were in classes, we were, but it was just like, oh yeah, that's, he's nice. Like not a, not a once. And I'm telling you, it's just, <sighs> There are, first of all, obviously people evolve. Secondly, it is so different when you finally get to have that one-on-one experience with yes. somebody versus just That's being sort what of I'm lacking. That's why I've never socially yeah, yeah, yeah. with people or whatever. Like, you know, I mean, when he and I first actually were one-on-one together, we realized we were like, oh my God, we were 29. 
Like, of all of the years that we'd been at the same parties or whatever, it literally took me moving in as a roommate to his into his house wow. and just hanging out on lesbian the back aid. patio. I know, very it's very lesbian, mm-hmm. weirdly. Um, mm-hmm. You're like, you hauled before you even literally. Started. Oh my god, I know, <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. But I and I but I remember like having it was one of those things where we had like a five hour conversation over like wine on the back patio and we're one of those things where like you would be like wow that was a really great date you know where you hung out with somebody for five hours and just kept talking but i remember going in and being like like going inside and after that and going i don't think i ever really knew him these 15 years like for as many times as we talked or interacted or I think I thought I knew him. I didn't, I didn't really know him, you know? And Mm -hmm. that was, it was just the germ of the something that started it and being like, huh, totally. I want to get to know you more, you know? I mean, that, that was, that was it. But like, if you had asked me, I I would just never have predicted that would have ever happened. So I don't know. I hear you. I think we and the one time, no, no, no. I will. And the one time, this isn't a one for one example, but the one time I did sort of have like a a, a switch flip thing was yeah. with a friend in my life who I was like consistently friends with, and then I was like, oh, something like something, something shifted at some point. Sure. But what I'm saying for me, it's more like when I used to go on like app dates and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Within like a very short amount of time. I knew, like, could this be a possibility or no? You and then you never see those people because it's like an app date. So there's never. Yes. And who knows? Well, maybe ten years later. Like yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I that's why I stopped doing it. In person. Right. And that's what I want to say about your story. That's so cool. Is that and what I think you've done with Queer Field Day, because like a huge crux of your story is getting there early and having it be the opportunity to talk in a five person group for a long time before the dancing and making out, which is like so key and essential. And what I think Nicole and I and, and Sammy, when we were talking about this, that's what's so hard at most of these sort of nightlife events mm-hmm. is you never and you only got it because you both happened to get there early and no one was there so it was like an artificially <laughs> right. constructed yeah. and that's what i fucking love about queer field day because like well for one thing you can hear another person talking to you it's not like <laughs> like so loud and like yeah there's the opportunity to have those conversations for those folks and look when i was young i was all about like i'm gonna pregame and then show up at a place drunk and then skip right to the dancing and kissing and like that's what i was into but if I you're mean, looking i was about to say totally. there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing it's wrong not with that i love doing it but if you are looking for something that is for potential, like yeah. you need that part where you get to have that talk and that's why i think right. you had such an ideal story where you get a little of that before then you get the fun dance and kissing and then you get the like whoa we should go on a date you know like that's the <laughs> yeah. perfect order because it always works out dance and kissing whoa we should go on a date oh now that we're talking i see that there is actually nothing right. here it was just we were dancing uh-huh. and kissing or yeah, you just I mean, do the really date first <laughs> Yeah, it really worked out because sometimes you do the date first and you're like, oh, that didn't really like, I'll call you, I'll call you. And you never do and it fades away. So like the order that you happen to have that in is like, Mwah. I so know. Yeah. And it's perfect. interesting because I always kind of thought like, oh, yeah, you know, people talk about how you could start as friends and let your feelings grow. But like, I never experienced that before. Mm-hmm. And it's not that Liza and I were really friends. It was, we did know each other and we yeah. didn't have feelings for each other. Yeah. Um, but like those, we ended up, our feelings over, you know, those weeks ended up growing so much. And yeah. so it was like really unexpected and lovely. That's yes. So um, great. Yes. So the, the universe was like, not yet like for whatever reason you know prior to that there because i just think like when you start to see somebody in a new way or you like open yourself up to that i don't know it's because that's the right time and place and whatever for that to to start to grow you know like for it and also (laughs) and also lesson to be learned don't judge anybody by how they approach dinosaur some of us (laughs) Some of us go to the diner to just keep the partying at the party and then go home and relax. Others want to party the whole weekend. 
And that yeah. is all fine. Those two people probably shouldn't be roommates during the yeah. time. <laughs> but, but it doesn't speak to their non-Dyna personalities necessarily. <laughs> right. yeah, well, also, like, there was a lot more to it, you know. There, sure. and, and, like, part of it I'm was, sure. you know, her, her friend group was going through a lot of drama and, no, and that's stuff. Hard and, too. like, she just wasn't, like, focused on making a new friend. Yeah. Sure. And so it's like, that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now, you know, we've talked in depth about that weekend <laughs> so many times I by mean, now. I know <laughs> this not, is yeah. the yeah. most, I know this is the most hetero movie of all time to reference, but it's so when Harry met Sally, like it's literally <laughs> just mirrors that whole situation. So I well done. don't remember if I've seen that. If I have, I it's don't okay. Remember. Like I said, it's yeah, very. I'm not a, a movie it's, it's a very, very it's a be- it's a wonderful movie, but it is the template for hetero rom coms. I think it's okay at this point. Very <laughs> to skip. Oh hey y'all. You've heard me brag for a while now about how I, a person who used to be scared to use my own oven, learned how to cook like a real live adult during lockdown, and now I am as good as that guy on the bear. Now, this is all true. Uh, Here's the thing, though. Even though I am now an amazing chef, it takes me a very long time to cook. It is not something that comes naturally to me. And lately my life has gotten way, way, way more busy and I do not have the time to devote to cooking like I used to. That is why I am so deeply excited about the pod's new sponsor. They came along exactly when I needed them. I am talking about Factor. Let me tell you a little bit about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You will have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And... There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. Y'all, do you understand how amazing it is to have a microwave meal that that tastes like I spent hours cooking it, but it comes pre-prepared? One of my favorites that Factor sent me was roasted garlic butter salmon with celery root cauliflower mash and Parmesan broccoli. And it just came like that. I didn't have to cook it. Y'all, what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Here are some facts. Factor, they make two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They also do snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save, y'all. Factor has done the math. They are less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian-approved to be nutritious and delicious, Factor is the perfect solution if you are looking for fast, upscale options done easily. They're also flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We are talking no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there is no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. What more do you need to hear, y'all? Head to factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50 and use code comingoutpod50 to get 50% off. That's code comingoutpod50 at factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50. Get 50% off! Bye. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. 
so then, first of all, I this is like I, I really before we headed to queer field day stuff. I just yeah. I do want to ask only because uh, I feel like to lesser and greater extents we are all in a process of like undoing our internalized homophobia. Um, there's like, and I can certainly say for me, like internalized biphobia is a big thing. Um, Mm -hmm. so when you said you feel like you're like, there was a lot of that that was internalized, Mm -hmm. was that, um, do you feel like there were specific moments growing up in Indiana or specific messages you were getting from parents or religious organizations or anything? Or was it just kind um, of like American society at large? I don't, you know, I don't remember anything specific. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. I know that at certain points I learned certain things yeah. like, you know, yeah. being gay is a sin. Yeah. Because I remember being a kid. And, you know, we would go to church. We weren't, like, super religious or anything, but we would go to church. And and um, I remember, like, for a couple of years, like, I got obsessed with the idea that I might be a lesbian. And mm. for some reason, like, I had the idea that, you know, when you put your hands together to pray, like, God, that's when God's really listening to you. Mm. And sure. I was, like, really afraid that if I put my hands together and, like, accidentally think about being a lesbian like god would hear me oh and so i, I remember for like so a year good. i just wouldn't like pray or like put my hands together uh. like that because i was like i don't want god to know oh. you know and it's like yeah. i say i i thought that i figured it out at 19 that i was gay but it's like looking back it's like no i knew i knew i just wouldn't let myself admit it yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yes. So I don't, re- yeah, I, I don't remember where I learned that stuff. Like, I definitely, I think people would like talk about how the gym teacher was a lesbian and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's like, the gym teacher you know, was always a lesbian, by the way. The yeah, gym teacher she was, was great. She was wonderful. It was great. <laughs> the gym teacher was but always a like, lesbian. Yeah, it was Everybody. like one of those things. It's like, oh my God, like she's a lesbian yes. and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like you knew it wasn't you're not supposed to be that something that somebody yeah. was whispering about. Ab- oh yeah. my yeah. God. That's yeah. you're like jogging memory. I can, I can think of the specific, like over my like middle school, high school, specifically the like five or six faculty members I can think of that mm-hmm. people whispered about mm-hmm. where like it. Re- and Yeah. Absolutely. And then My it's principal and, and... was a lesbian <gasps> oh, in high school. Um, and then incredible. allegedly after I graduated, she allegedly started dating the English teacher who was oh. also a lesbian. And that became very wow. controversial. <laughs> that scandalous. sounds like a TV show. Yeah. I, right? I was so bummed yeah. it was after I left. I yeah, was like, no, God like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, that just happened before. Right. Anyway, yeah. We had the we had this a similar thing where the like the one of the math teachers and the and the music teacher um oh, that's were... a per- that's a movie. Math and music? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? That's beautiful. It's super it was super cool. Yeah. But it was one of those things where I, you know, and I think back and I, I feel so just so I feel bad. I mean, I'm sure they're fine, but like I feel bad for those faculty members, especially during that time, because they they knew. You know if yeah. kids have kids have absolutely yeah, no game. Brutal. Like they're they're you know, the kids you know if the kids are talking about you and whispering about you and you just kinda have to go like, okay, you know, yeah. I I I'm yeah. moving through this. I, I yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway. And and like to think, you know, obviously I don't want to shit on Indiana, but it is a bit behind when it comes to, you know, mm-hmm. at least behind California when it comes to acceptance and like sure. people being comfortable with queerness and everything. So, I mean, moving to California was like amazing. Like no one stares at us or yes. at least moving, moving to LA. Um, yeah. But I do also just want to talk about, you know, coming out to, uh, I guess, my family mm-hmm. and what, what, happened after that yeah please um, yep i was gonna ask about that too. you know um i think i came out maybe a year after i came out to myself in college mm. um and my mom was definitely like super sad and couldn't believe it and mm. um 
I don't know if she really believed gayness was real at that time. Um, she's mm. come a long way. Like she loves Liza and okay. was so excited for her engagement and everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, at the beginning it was like not great. Like I couldn't really talk to her about any dates. I remember, I remember I was 26 the first time she asked me a follow up question about you know someone I went on a date with, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is a big deal. Yeah. And so, um, so but after I came out. A few months later, my older sister was like, I have a crush on the women's basketball coach at the school I teach at. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, like, that's crazy. And she ended up coming out also. So it was me, my older sister. And at the time we were like, well, thank goodness we still have Jenna, like our younger sister. Like, she's super straight. She always had Justin Bieber on her walls and everything. Mm. We were like, she's boy crazy. (laughs) And so... A few months later, she tells us, oh, yeah, like, I started dating the captain of the women's rugby team in college. (laughs) And we're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like, so all three of us are queer. And, um, you know, obviously it was it was a dark time for my mom because she was (laughs) like, I mean, she she at this point, she kind of like blacked out that whole time because she was so depressed. But, um. You know, I, I just want to acknowledge for her for how how far she's come. Like, she loves all of our, our uh, well, we're not all dating someone right now, but um, mm-hmm. she she has loved um, all of our partners and, and um, really supports us now. Yeah. And my, my older sister's spouse ended up uh, coming out as trans, so, like, she's changed the pronouns, like, done the whole thing. Like, yeah. she really, I feel like, gets it now. Aww. A lot more than before, so that was really great. But um, I don't know if you guys watched "Are You the One?" the queer season. I didn't watch it, but I read the entire Wikipedia entry recap (laughs) for every episode. I'm that weirdo, so lay it on me. I love it. Lay it on me. Well, my younger sister is Jenna from "Are You the One?" the queer (gasps) season. Get out. Okay, wow. That's you do have to it's a good it's a good season Holy and I think shit, it just that's hit Hulu. So cool. Yeah, it's a very good show. They they hit a lot of important yeah. topics and, and like it's like I you know, it's like you know, MTV reality TV, but but it has a lot of heart to that season. People so. speak very highly of that season just in terms of what it was doing uh, for visibility and just right. the idea. Because, Nicole, the, the thing was, because everyone was queer, it opened up the possibilities for who could be there the one, and it wasn't limited to, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, so it was just groundbreaking in the sense that it just busted open the whole sort of, like, gimmick of the show because it's like, anybody could be with anybody. <laughs> like, everyone's right. And so Jenna, my younger sister, lives in L.A. and we, we, uh, you know, have lived together over over the years. Um, And it's we have so many of the same friends. We go to the same queer parties like we really have such a good time, like being queer and being in the same city together so it's been really great oh that's so that's so, that's so we're really awesome. lucky three for three is pretty wild. seriously <laughs> that wild. really speaks to the genetic <sighs> angle i gotta say like come it, on it does yeah. <laughs> come well, but, on. Like, but from your mom's point of view and like you know amazing i also have a mother that has come very far too so like it and like all the credit due to parents who really like take their time and put in the work and like do the thing you know um and but it it makes sense especially that your mom that that would have felt like a just a really intense time for your mom because because as a parent if all your kids have some identifying trait that goes against the grain you go this has to be me i'm mm-hmm. i'm yeah. the i'm the common denominator here right yeah, and i think that I was raised definitely all a of them yeah, yeah and so like what did i what did mm-hmm. i do you know kind right. of thing and because at the time yeah. you know she she was raised with very traditional in a in a sort of traditional way mm-hmm. and so i don't blame her for like yeah. having the thoughts she had about it um because why was she going to know better? Uh, you know, she had to learn better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so now like she knows like, yeah, we didn't, we didn't choose to be gay. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. a, 
a mistake anybody made. This is just how it is for us, and it's fine. And, and it's totally fine, yeah. Yeah, and and it took her years to come to terms with that, but I'm really proud of her and, and yeah. happy with how you know our family can be now. That's so wonderful. Oh, my God. Yay. Um, so, okay, just for the last bit. So what was then the impetus? I mean, I, I would assume since like queer uh, nightlife and uh, queer social events play such a huge part in your in your life and your <laughs> finding friends and your finding your, your uh, fiance, et cetera. Yeah. Was there... When was the moment that you were like, I want to like create something? And yeah, did it, um, was it like to fill a need that you felt like there was or what? Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, you know, during the pandemic, I downloaded TikTok <laughs> and I ended up gaining, gaining a pretty decent following. I think a lot of my following was living in LA because I posted a lot about events queer events that happened in LA, LA. Mm-hmm. um and that that I was hoping would come back after the pandemic and yeah. so um and I featured a lot of my friends also just in my videos and people would always comment how do you have so many queer friends oh, yeah. and that's sort of why I started talking about oh I met this person at you know this party I met this person at this queer event mm-hmm. I met this person through this and so um somebody commented one day you should have a meetup for queer people who are afraid and you know, don't know how to meet people. Oh, and God, so yeah. I had two friends, Kaylin and Adrian Casey. They're married. Who were like, "Hey, like we used to do camp counselor stuff. Like, why don't we just invite everyone?" We we sort of came up with the idea of let's just do a meetup. You know, they're like, "I'll we'll help you with it." Um, and so I ended up putting out a video on TikTok saying, "Hey, like." if you guys want to meet friends, like let's do a queer meetup on the beach this weekend or next weekend. And, um, I mean, that video ended up getting a lot more views than I expected. <laughs> and there were like so many people saying they were going to come. And so, uh, you know, Kayleen, Adrienne and I were like, shoot, like we really got to come up with a program. Like, we got to <laughs> figure out what we're going to do. Like oh, we thought maybe yeah. it would be like 20 to 50 people. Oh yeah. my God. But it, it ended up being like, 300 probably the first time and so we came up with some games we came up with some get to know you um stuff we came up with uh actually actually uh the first time i saw liza after the pandemic was right after i had released that video and before the first queer field day and i told her about it and she was like oh like i know this i'm pretty sure she was the one who told us about the bingo game that we end up playing every time now maybe it was something else that she told me about but but um but yeah she gave us an idea because she had you know done a lot of queer events and she used to run the l word parties and all this stuff and so it's just funny that that that's a that's a tidbit also but um so anyway we decided we really wanted this event to be about making friends and and creating community for people because so many people in my comments section were always like wow, I really feel like I don't have a queer community, you know, like I don't have any queer friends. Um, And I just, as I've said, the queer community and events have been so important to me and like making me feel normal and happy and like part of part of something that I really love. And so we just wanted to create that for people. And so most of the games are about, you know, giving people a format to go and meet meet yes. someone. For example, like we have we have the, we have our bingo sheets that's like find someone who um you know came out this year, find someone who is from your home state and whatever and you go around and you talk to people and you have to like write their name on a little board and try to get bingo. And so that things like that are like great ways for people to find similarities with other people that they might might be kind of nervous to just walk up and talk to. Yes. And so, so we really just wanted to create a a fun day for people to make friends and not focus it around drinking, not focus it around dating. Um, and I really think that it, it has been exactly what we want it to be for people. And now we've had, I think seven queer field days. We have it like maybe on average, maybe every like four months or so we only got to have two last year, but, but yeah, like they've been so much fun and 
we've had a lot of success stories for people who've met there and made their group of friends there. Oh, yeah. That is and so I mean, fucking cool. it's anyway, so go ahead. cool. It's so smart. And what's so great about one of the many things that's so great about it is like the diversity in terms of age and uh, racial breakup. Like it doesn't feel like this uniform wall of sameness so it's not like you right. you potentially walk in and feel like oh i don't belong here because there's just enough different people that it's like it just it's i just really appreciate that aspect of it yeah in terms of i mean yeah. it's definitely not like there's a lot of people who come to queer field day who don't really like going to like the bar nights out yes. and stuff it's like yeah it's definitely exactly. a different it's i mean it's definitely a lot of, of the same crowd but it's just like you don't have to, I don't know, get dressed up snazzy or whatever. Like, yes, be impressive yeah, yeah, yeah. Or anything, There's no. It doesn't you know? feel like I'm not cool enough to be here because it's like a beach mm. or a park. So it's it doesn't have right. that vibe of like I'm scared to walk in because it's like it's outdoors. It's daytime. It's a public space. Like I'm just you can yeah. stroll through and just be like I'm just strolling through and see how you feel. Whereas like if you're gonna do that in a club, first of all you got to stay up till like you know midnight. Second of all you got to pay twenty bucks. So then if you take mm -hmm. a stroll and you feel like I'm not comfortable, you you're you've really lost out <laughs> like in that. But queer field day is just like you can just be like. I'm passing through. I'm nervous, but I'm going to check right. it out. And it's just like, oh, it's such yeah. a chill. Yeah. And we, we, we really wanted to make it comfortable for people who might feel a bit socially awkward yes. or like a <laughs> little you. bit not confident walking in. So that, so we, you know, format our games around that because of course it's scary. Like I would be scared to walk into a party by myself or yeah. walk into somewhere by myself. But like, I think the whole vibe of Queer Field Day is like, if you're there, you are probably going to want to meet. Yeah, you're open. Yeah, it's sort of like you that's know? the thing. You know what you're walking into, and you're like, I mean, Field Day. Like, that just says it that, in the, the title. The name like, is so perfect. Yeah, for the, vibe, the name like, is yeah. perfect because, like, we all remember what Field Day was. Like, I love. Love oh, field it was the day. best day of, of was, elementary exactly. school. Exactly, <laughs> and elementary school is the best. And like, what it what it always is is teams. Like, everything is a is a team event of some sort. You know, you might have like individual races or something, but like, you're doing whatever. You're doing things with other people. It's always um, it's always group stuff. And so, like, you kind of, if that's not your vibe, then why would you show up to something called Queer Field Day right. if you didn't <laughs> want to, like, connect with people and be like, let's have fun in, in this way instead of, yeah, instead of maybe the typical, like, stand around drinking way, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. Thank you just so much for, like, creating that, it, it, like, filling that need. And it, it's so self-evident that when you're like, yeah, maybe, like, 20 to 50 people are going to come and then 300 people There's do. There's such it's, a desire for that kind exactly. of community hanging out. There's right. such a desire and such a need. And, like, for anyone who feels like this, God, you are not alone. Like, mm -hmm. this is just should be evidence. And I also think, granted, like, you know... LA is a big place and you and you know especially if you have people coming in from the surrounding counties and whatever like you know you might not have 300 people if you organize something like this in in your town but you could have 10 you know like yeah. you could just have 10 people and that's enough to play some field day games and like yeah. get to know each other you know we and, are we are hoping that at some point we could take it on the road at least yeah. to a couple yeah, of cities yeah, yeah. oh that would be um, so great so we're working on that oh my god um, all right well if and when you do folks out there we will keep you posted on where right. those will be yeah. yeah we'll definitely advertise for that so but, oh that's yeah. so cool lily where can people find you your tiktok your queer field day like all of it all where can they find yeah, all the things yeah. that you want them to yeah. find online <laughs> um <laughs> you can find the queer field day instagram it's just at queer field day um we also have a website queerfieldday.com and you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Lily27Sings. Um, Lily has two L's, L-I-L-L-Y, two seven sings. 
nice. Yeah, and I would really Ooh. encourage folks. I know, obviously, uh, Lily's in L.A., Queer Field Day's in L.A., but if regardless of where you are, follow Lily, follow Queer Field Day, because like we're saying, like, this is this is doable. This can be yeah. started so, yeah. wherever you are there. I'm telling you, and the groups that I facilitate over Zoom for the LA LGBT Center, they want to know, because a big thing that comes up is like, okay, we, we don't want to go out super late at night. We don't want to spend money. They ask for sober stuff. So I'm constantly trying yeah. to find daytime events, sober events, events that aren't focused specifically on dating. Just like you're saying, like all the things mm -hmm. you're saying, there's such a desire for that. And I really would encourage folks in their in your own respective cities and communities to look into starting it because I think those people are more uh, quiet than the folks who want to go out and party and like hook up and stuff. Um, but there's a lot of things already catering to those like that need I think is like pretty well filled. We could always use more events that are fun and hookup based and nightlife. But I think there's there's a lot for people looking for that. There is much much less and it's much harder to find. Uh, events that do not cater to that specific type of community. Sure. Um, so I'd really encourage people to think about if if you're feeling that lack to maybe think about starting something up the way Lily did and so successful 100%. out here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I mean, like, there's a lot of amazing queer events. Like, I mean, there's a 30 plus party, which, yes, it's at a bar and people are drinking, but like, it's like, a different vibe because everyone's like, oh yeah, plus, you know? everyone yeah. Is not in their twenties. Yeah. Yes, there's there's a lot of great events. Um, and there's a lot like there's some paint nights, there's poetry nights. I know yes. Cuties LA does stuff, oh, especially Cuties for the, is the uh, best for POC sourcing. community. Yep, Marmalade Clothing does paint and sips. You know, there's a lot of like, I mean, Damn Good Dyke Nights does a lot of just regular lot of sort of bar events for the queer community. I'm trying to think of anything that's not related to like drinking um uh i mean there's stuff uh, out there it's just i think yeah, it's like a teensy there. bit harder to find but but you can mm. squirrel it out it is out there yeah if anyone's listening in la i would recommend the instagram being queer in la um the person who runs that pretty much reposts every like queer sort of uh yeah. female leaning events in la uh, that um, will be a follow so right now. Definitely, mm -hmm. definitely follow that. They pretty much repost Hell everything yeah. um, that you would have to follow a lot of other Instagrams to find out about. Yes. And mm -hmm. I, for the same reason, what? and you just mentioned it, I always recommend that people sign up for the email list at highcuties.com, H-I-C-U-T-I-E-S.com. Um, and that, like, the same thing, they're, they're sort of like, a, you know, they source all of it and put it all in one place. And they have a lot of events um, that are sort of alternates to uh, to nightlife stuff. Um, so, yeah, I would really recommend that as well. Nice. Well, I am at Nicole Payson. I'm trying to have a cooler Instagram coming up. Um, I don't really know what that means. I just know that it You're means maybe, cool, maybe less, maybe more other stuff. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not guys. I'm not sure. I'm just yeah. trying to figure it out. Okay. You're but trying to find I'm, out a find a different. I'm trying to. App. I'm trying to just. I'm trying to just. Like, she wants to, you want to diversify your Instagram diversify grid. my my brand I, what I feel gotcha. my brand is right now is a, it's a non-brand it's just this is my fa it's probably poly family which I guess is like a fine but That's also great. it's not all I don't any, whatever anyway just follow me at Nicole Payson I'll have some exciting changes soon right, <laughs> TBD well, I am at Lauren Flans on Twitter, which is fairly diverse because it's my dog, but it's also thirst tweets about Rachel Vice, And then it's also <laughs> just like funny observations that I think of throughout the day. Indeed. I'm Lauren underscore Flans on Instagram. That is not diverse. That is all Piero. It's just dog. <laughs> just dog. <laughs> so, take your pick. Um, 
I am, or uh, we are at Coming Out Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Our hashtags are hashtag Coming Out Pod. Hashtag found Ricky. Oh, hey, shout out to our patrons. Sarah Wilson, Jim W., Jack, Kim, Simone, Adri, Tanya, Pooh, Mandy, Tia, Mix, Michelle, Forbes, Sammy, Michelle, Kaz, Carmel, Kieran Smiley, Aaron Mitchell, Vanessa Hunt, Diego Hernandez, and BeyondClexa.com, creators of the Disaster Lesbian and Queer Lesbian t-shirts mentioned at the beginning of this episode um i have so many of their clothes (laughs) i know right oh me me too (laughs) um if you'd like to join that list and and help the pod continue to function uh literally those people are uh are 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 the reason this podcast continues because we could we we could not do it without our patrons truly and anyone who gives it any tiers starting at one dollar a month um you are so appreciated um and and needed so if any of y'all longtime listeners out there feel like contributing you can uh, join patreon at patreon.com slash coming out pod um you could also for free go to uh, Apple podcasts yes or spotify and give us a five-star review um and uh, a five-star rating uh, nice review that that really helps too and or you can share this episode with anyone yes. who is looking for queer community and wondering how to do that. Oh my word, this is such a good episode for that. So do it to it. Um, Lily, thank you again. Yeah. Thank you. This yeah. is so Great fun. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, this was fun. Yeah. Thank you. All right, y'all. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. Thank you guys so much. Bye. <laughs>Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com.